Hey, how you guys doing? This is the producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Marvel Hack Season 11, Episode 5, as we continue our walkthrough um, the 1991 X-Men relaunch, and we're going to take you all the way up to issue number 25. Tonight, we can conclude the Omega Red saga. Thank God, uh, because he sucks. If you've been listening <laughs> so far, uh, you know that we are not fans. So tonight, we're going to do issues number 6 and number 7, and uh, really walking our way in a mini-series here to the end of the Jim Lee era on the X-Men. On the line tonight, I have the two favorite Marvel hacks. On the line, it's the Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening. you wild, people. We're back again. What's going on tonight? Man, ain't nothing. Recording on a Monday night here. It's actually February the 1st, and I just flubbed that. Brother Beavis, uh, you shouldn't be going last here. <laughs> it's Black History Month. Uh, you should have been, you know, Ooh. first on the bus there, you know. But it is what it is, man. Brother Beavis, what's going on? You know, and, and I'm the one that begged off last night. So, um, I kind of led us <laughs> to being here tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we're a little bit two weeks late off there. We'll just go with life again. Uh, but we didn't give you the two-month break that we gave you last time between issues. So, uh, we're doing a little <laughs> bit better. You know, therapy works. Anyway, so yeah, so we're going to... Uh, well, I think that the assumption has to be, I mean, we are on CPT, right? Yes, of course. Yeah. So, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is. We, we we do our best. And again, you know, man, a peek behind the curtain or whatever with all these pe- people that do have podcasts. Uh, we tend to be on the older side um, of people with podcasts. <laughs> um, so, I mean, there's life and wives and children for some of us, you know, uh, stuff get busy and all that, but whatever. We made some time for y'all tonight, so take about an hour and some change to listen to us talk about these two issues, as well as if you've been watching, and we're going to spoil the hell out of it. Uh, near the end of the podcast, we'll talk about WandaVision uh, and kind of talk about that from the first four ep- ish or episodes and then, you know, kind of what our thoughts are moving forward. But anyway, tonight it's, again, the end of the Omega Red saga. I know y'all aren't missing getting rid of this, but we get Sabretooth back into the books. So one of the first things I told you guys on the um, uh, the text chain was like, you know, have your Sabretooth takes ready. So um, what's your thoughts on the character? You know, he made it into the movies, made it definitely into the cartoon, essentially dressed the, exactly the same way he is in, in the damn comic books. Uh, they didn't really move much on there. So, you know, Brother Beavis, what's your Sabretooth take? Well, I go back to, uh, you know, my early Sabretooth takes are he was the Iron Fist villain, showed up in the snowbound battle between Iron Fist and Sabretooth. But, he, you know, his old costume was like the open chest, furry booties and gloves. So, you know, <laughs> pretty sweet. Um, and and for the, the longest time, I mean, that was what he was in the X-Men. He had his, you know, his primary foray in the... Um, you know, in the Marauders storyline. And then after that, he became just sort of, like, it's almost like he, like, his importance became, like, proportional to his mass. Like, they, they like, they, like, put a pump in him, and every time, like, his he was in a story, they, like, pumped him up a little bit to where he became this sort of inflated version of, of, uh, of Wolverine. And I think, like, his grotesque muscular appearance was... It, it kind of became more and more comical. Just like they tried to just make him bigger so it can be <laughs> as, you know, could, could be appropriate foil for Wolverine. You, you know, I 
is inex- he became inexplicably tied to Wolverine, and and we've talked about how you know his his progression is is sort of hamstrung by this idea that like the more we learn about him, the less interesting he becomes. And so the more we learn about him, sometimes that's the more we learn about Sabretooth. And yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, now we have this character who's like, yeah. he's, they want to just have him as this savage that they've just made, they've almost made more and more of a threat by just inflating him. Hmm. And, and then there he is. So <laughs> he doesn't have, like, he's developed at the same rate as Wolverine, but his development is just that much less satisfying because we didn't really need Wolverine's development at the same time. So that's that's my that's my Sabretooth take. Yeah, I mean, they tied everything to him, and, um, you know, they tried to do that storyline where they tried to give him a bit of a more of a backstory where, you know, Graydon Creed was his daddy or whatever. They tried that. Um, it's just, I, I mean, for oh, me, man. it just never really worked. And remember when they... Um, Remember when they gave him the adamantium too? Like once they took it from Wolverine, oh, yeah. instead of giving it back to Wolverine, they gave they it take it from adamantium. did they take it from Cipher or whatever yeah. that guy's name yeah, was? Yeah, something. Oh god, yeah. It's just oh, like, so uh, yeah. The plot was they stripped it from Cipher, and then uh, what was it? Wolverine had to become um, Apocalypse follower, so Sabretooth wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Was that the storyline? Yeah, I mean, that that's some Marvel Comics Presents stuff. And at that point, it's like, you got to be a hardcore fan. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just never, be never be really hardcore. Yeah. I will say that the ver- the movie version, uh, Sandman, with, uh, what's that, then... Well, not Origins, the other one. Mm. Uh, or no, was it Origins? Yeah, back yeah. to back. I thought that version of Sabretooth, at least for the movies, was pretty cool. Um, yeah, the uh, the one what leave leave Schreiber yeah, played that uh, saber tooth. Mm. Yeah, I thought you meant uh, Mega Red at first. I was like, what the fuck hey, was he ever in the movie? Then no. I was like, oh, saber tooth. Uh, duh, duh. Yeah, but yeah, they had um, it was better than I remember um, thought it would end up being in the movie. Mm. I'll say that because I thought I was like, oh, this is gonna be awful. But uh, he made a pretty uh, decent real life uh, Wolverine. It's too bad. The vehicle they had for that movie was fucking garbage. I mean, garbage. But, uh, yeah, uh, Sabretooth, yeah, you already hit on it. He's such a opposite of Wolverine. He's taller. I mean, obviously, in the movie, freaking Hugh Jackman is almost taller than he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's such a damn giant. And Wolverine's obviously, what, 5'2", five 5'3", five <laughs> besides my mother, or something like that. But, uh yeah, they've they've always kind of been all over the place with um, <laughs> with Sabretooth. It's like they didn't really know what to do with him outside of like, well, let's drop him in on Wolverine and spend three months. Yeah, uh, <laughs> let's stir it up again. <laughs> and that's you know, he he's a good asshole. I mean, he was with the he was with the Marauders, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, uh, the Mutant Massacre. So, I mean, um, there's a moment in his book where he's, he does something real cold blooded. I was kind of like, damn. So yeah, he's a he, he is the uh, <laughs> he is the he is the villain. You bring up an interesting point, Sandman. Like the the difference between the MCU yeah. versions is we have the the Tyler Main essentially a mm. failed wrestler. Fox, but yeah, I get you. Is yeah. you know a failed wrestler is just you know 
the he's depicting of the prototypical tank or or uh, or mastermind sidekick or whatever who's in, in a sense useless versus the the Leif Shriver version who's really a good foil until that whole back to back shit is just that was. <laughs> they should have the just gone back to front yeah. and then just settled their business. <laughs> yeah. They should have just like resolved oh, their God. conflict that way and figured out, mm-hmm. you know, who was who was in charge of that relationship, and then just well, then then I feel like there wouldn't have been as much conflict. Yeah. Well, also remember they were brothers. <laughs> Maybe in that movie as well. So. Yeah, they they yeah, established that only, really early only, too. only philosophically. I don't think they were blood yeah. brothers. Yeah, I know. But still, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. Well, I'll go to my grave saying the first five minutes of that movie, I was pretty hyped. Um, oh, yeah. You know, where they were doing the, the, the time. <laughs> yeah. thing there, there's not been a trailer that like, screwed any of us more so than that movie. Like, Yeah, that one got us. <laughs> like, we all knew that there was yeah. no way that was going to be good. Like there, you, you, you <laughs> no. at any time leading up to that, you could, if you thought that that was going to be good, you were an idiot. And then they showed that trailer, and you're like, "Oh shit, they might put this together." And then you watch the first five minutes, you're like, "Oh shit, they did this." And then like five minutes yeah. later, you're like, "Fuck, they got me." Yeah, yeah. Hutch and I went and saw that so- at a midnight. Um, and we were like, the uh, first like, few minutes, we are like, hey. And then maybe a half an hour in, we were like, hey. Uh, mm, yeah, man, when I saw Will I, Will I, when Will I Am showed up in the movie, yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, and, that's, and that's a great Big big Hutch contribution. It's like, that should have been the Nightcrawler character. And if it would have been Nightcrawler, it probably would have been a better movie. But why was it yes, not? Exactly. They couldn't buy the rights? You know they spent movie on that. Could they not buy the rights? I told you they were realized they made that whole ass movie and ain't no black people in it. They were like, "Oh shit, we gotta put a yeah. black person in." <laughs> that was the Star Wars well, special edition. Well, oh shit! Exactly. Oh shit! <laughs> we gotta CGI some colored people in the background. <laughs> like, hey, Wait, uh, are we allowed oh, to color colored people? Did we do that right? Yeah, you know. Yeah, and they were like, uh, "Can we get James Earl oh, Jones? Boy. What's he doing right now?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, all right, so. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll straight saber tooth is sprinkled all through here. There's a, a couple of um, you know, kind of Claremont esque. Hey, we're gonna drop this little seed in here, and even though they do drop some seeds in other books that they don't fulfill, they do fulfill this one saber tooth and gambit. We'll talk about that when we get there. My seeds. But to huh? recap, yeah, exactly. Issues number four and five. Um, we uh, peel the Wolverine onion more and more here. We start to learn more about him that we don't really care about. Um, he gets captured by Fenris and beaten up by Omega Red. He hulked up and made an escape uh, with Maverick, and Maverick comes in and helps him. The X-Men are moving in to, uh, to try to rescue Wolverine, and the whole plot revolves around a MacGuffin. We will affectionately call it, if you're going back and reading the book, they're going to call it something else. It is the neogen- neogenic recombination. <laughs> and that's all there is to it. Might as well Carbonadian synthesizer uh-huh. is essentially equivalent to the neogenic recombinator. <laughs> yes, it is the neogenic recombinator, and that's all there is to it. Um, that's so, all yeah. the people so need to know. Jitoata. Jitoata. Let's get to issue six. What do you think of the cover? But more, I guess mostly, like, what do you think of Psylocke's boobs, basically. <laughs> That's basically where we are. Mm. Uh, y'all like that cover? It's a solid yeah. cover from Jim Lee. I mean, it's 
It's solid, yeah. I mean, Sabretooth looks really tight. Uh, And Psylocke, Mm. boobs. Mm. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I have no objections. I think, um, you know, at this point, you know, I ran his ass, but, you know, before he got super hyperinflated, this is a decent Sabretooth design. You know, he's on par Mm -hmm. with the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Psylocke, like, uh, it's not as much boobs, like... Her vagina is just right there. Like it's it's <laughs> to me that's where the danger is. It's it's down low. Like she's got very little coverage. Yes, <laughs> there is that. My nose, coverage. My nose but, but I like, like thinking. You know, taking the conversation up a level. I mean, here's the, the this is a, a problematic arrow for her where. You know, they were trying to carry the this combination of the characters, the Betsy Braddock, uh, you know, English prude mm. into the Japanese ninja <laughs> design. And her physical design, this is sort of the era where her physical design starts to take over the character. And at that point yeah. where, like, you know, she becomes, to me, she becomes more, less and less, revel- less, less, and less relevant because... She gets washed away just by the, the the images of her, which are so clearly exploitive. Yeah, oh it, God, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. again, and you know, it's a classic '90s design character or whatever. I mean, you see that in one of mm-hmm. Jim Lee's Gen Thirteen characters, essentially wearing the same outfit in green. Uh, and again, I couldn't name a Gen Thirteen character if you paid me money. But um, it's just you know, like it's just yeah. kind of you know, kind of like what he did. And then he took that design and just, you know, and made a whole ass career out of it, basically, on some shitty books. Um, but yeah. I, Pretty much. Yeah, my notes here is that she has zero hips, too. And I was like, man, she's no, like, no. Yeah, I was going to say that. She did not have children <laughs> with them hips. Um, so, yeah. All right. So we're off to Berlin, big capital letters, like the, uh, you know, the Marvel movies. Uh, the Hand Without Mask, they get punked by the X-Men. Do y'all read all the Beast dialogue, like the, car- uh, the cartoon? Because I do. <laughs> I yeah that 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 voice is ascribed in my head forever now. I'm hearing that voice. Yeah, every one of them. I really like that. But it's yeah, fair it's because so much of the the cartoon is derived like literally from this this era of of the comics. Yeah, yeah. Because sure. the, the 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 team that ended up in the comics is it's not exactly the blue team, but for all intents and purposes, it's the blue team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, we get the the art here is Jim Lee and the plot. Art Hubert is the finisher. Um, So be careful of that because he's going to pick up the pencils on the book here in a few weeks. And then if you look at the notes there, Scott Lobdell is the scripter. Uh, And be Mm -hmm. careful attention to that because he's going to take over both of those books here. Not from too long from now. He's going to have, not a, obviously, not a 30-year Claremont run, but he has a very long run on these books, um, like into the double digits, I mm. believe, in years. Um, so, uh, All right, so, so it's crazy. So, break, break. Um, wasn't it Jim Lee and John Byrne scripting a month ago? Yes, it was. The first, those last, the, those the last books, yeah. Claremont, post-Claremont books, yes. And, and so Byrne jumps mm-hmm. off. After and, and apparently neither of them is oh he's so Jim Lee is still he's credited to the plot plot and art but script okay. is, plot and yeah, art script, script is Scott yeah. Lovedale so. right. Scott Lovedale yeah. yeah exactly okay right. so um, the other point I'll make is <clears throat> yeah. 
so tracers and whatnot there are definitely tracers or finishers or what have yous that definitely enhance uh, these stories. I think Art T Bear is a much better finisher slash tracer than he is an artist. Mm-hmm. He's a great complement mm-hmm. to this. I think when they start to transition, my recollection mm-hmm. is eh, that wasn't there, yeah. but. How did do yeah. John Byrne had a, a two issue run? Is that yes, two issue. Mm-hmm. He was yeah, he was in and out. Yeah, he really he quick. was the yeah. scripter for two issues and then he's out. And I'm sure there's okay. a backstory there, uh, but yeah, I, I, it, it I'm sure there's a backstory there for something. Well, uh, if I had to guess, and I don't know, I have no basis for this. Like one of the reasons he left was because of the tension between him and the writer, and yeah. if he came back in and found out he uh, was in a you know, an artist-dominated environment, I could see him immediately jumping out. So yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, right. Anyway, and knowing what we know about him now, he was like, "What do you mean, Jim Lee's agent? I'm out of this one." There's that too. <laughs> oh, Charles. Anyway, I was gonna, I was gonna mention something. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, the X Men get stole on by my Vince McMahon host. Oh man, Alfred. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> the, the onomatopoeia is wham, by the way. Uh, and so he takes out Cyclops and Jubilee, uh, his carbonadium or whatever. Uh, I, I think that's one of those things they're talking yeah. about. Oh, it's a more whatever version of freaking adamantium. But I'm fairly Ma- certain that malleable. Yes, it, it's not <laughs> mentioned ever yeah. again. Like once Omega Red is gone out of these books here in two issues, I don't think it's ever mentioned again. I can't ever remember reading another book where that ever came up anywhere. Like I don't. They probably don't even mention yeah, that they, in those Marvel yeah. Universe books. It's probably not even an it. Like you know, it was just something that they made up for like four issues of this comic. So. I think they like the sound of vibranium more than carbonadium or what yeah. the fuck this shit is. It's just easier to say. Yeah. <laughs> it might be that simple. Yeah, them, them, them pheromones, man, they take out Jubilee again because she sucks. Um, yeah, because yeah, you need yeah. that. You couldn't just fucking flick your fingers and she'd be out. Yeah. <laughs> okay? you got to use your pheromones. Because he, well, he like punked that. Cyclops like he was nothing. Yeah. Well, I like well, I like how Cyclops was shooting his jizz all over the ceiling. Was the other thing? I'm like, skeet, skeet, skeet. Yeah. <laughs> skeet, 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 so, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's such a terrible yeah. character. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, if he takes them out, uh, um, <laughs> I can't believe I almost said it. Uh, Masahiro Champa uh, is out here saying that there's going to be a, <laughs> there's going to be a, 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 what's he saw? A specialist coming in to find Wolverine. Um, and then as they go to this scene with Maverick as Wolverine and, oh, uh, and so him. let's just let's just say it like so they put Masahiro Champa's like eyes like the slantiest eyes and the, the narrowest of panels at the bottom of the page yes, exactly yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, yeah okay you're including <laughs> you're, you're being inclusive but yeah you're not really breaking the yeah. surface so. yeah and, yeah, and so yeah. since Wolverine got the shit beat out of him, he needs to get this adrenaline shot. And so <laughs> uh, my note here says, oh, say, and again, it's just not 
a ripoff because one came after the other one. But essentially, it's the scene from Pulp Fiction um, that uh, Wolverine needs to get (laughs) his adrenaline shot to get pumped back up and whatever. Like, um, what's her name? Uh, Mm -hmm. What was that lady's name? In the movie? Yeah. Poison Ivy. Yeah, that lady. Anyway, well, uh, my note here says, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, at least not with the both of y'all. What do y'all think of that movie? Ten items or less in terms of the the word volume here, but that movie's all. And then people love that movie like it's a really good movie, and that movie sucks ass. I can't stand that movie. It's... I'm not going to say I can't stand it, but it's a mess. I do agree it's kind of crazy. And, you know, how Tarantino... I think people like... That was one of the first movies you saw with Tarantino as the scenes out of order chronologically yeah. and um, people that die early show up later and stuff like that. It was kind of, it's kind of his trick. Mm. It's, you know, and he's got the music, the, always the, the tropes were the dancing, the music, and eh, the first time I didn't exactly like it. Mm. I think I warmed up to it just because of Samuel yeah. and I, I just love to hear him scream, mm. so I think that kind of gives it a break with me. Mm. But yeah, I don't. I won't. I won't sit down if it's on to watch it. It's it's just a movie. Brother down. Beavis, you tell me you like this. This would be a worse sin than uh, you watching anime. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll I'll lead. So um, I'll lead in by saying like the one thing I'll say is <laughs> the. The, you know this idea like there there's a cult of this is the this is like a clinic of the greatest movie ever and I'm like oh no. you know y- y'all need to pump the brakes I'm not gonna give it <laughs> right and there is at no time if I was that, that if like it was on I would watch it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and I don't even know that like. Like I get, I guess what I'm going for is like, I get why people like it, and mm. and and so like Samuel was mm. suggesting that like, there's there's aspects of it that I get, and the the individual scenes and the and some of that, but and and but but there are be- there are Tarantino movies I I generally don't like his style, but I'm the the one the one that I would watch if I was forced to would be Dust Till Dawn. Mm. I was just thinking about that one. Yeah. yeah. And so, I can't... Like, I'm not going to sit here and say there's nothing good about it. But I understand why... I, I, I will I will attest to why it's, why it's bad. But I, <laughs> I, but I get why people <laughs> like it. And I, there, there are a lot of... Like, if you were to say, like, this is what I like about it. Like, oh, I, I can kind of see that. So... It, there's that. Uh, I'm gonna give it that quasi status, but it's not anything I'm gonna gravitate to. And if you force me to, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to a different Tarantino movie. Right. That's what I'm gonna say. I've never seen any version of Dust Till Dawn outside of the Salma Hayek's. Um, so I, I, he's, Dust Till Dawn <laughs> is two diff two completely different movies. There's a the first yeah, part much different. is this. In fact, when I watched Dust Till Dawn, I'm like, I want to see the first part of that movie continue. Because it goes from this completely, like, um, suspenseful, like, almost Hitchcockian, 
slash Rob Zombie-esque just total fucked up world and then it switches into just <laughs> nonsense. It takes a major it takes a major left turn. Yeah. Yeah, and you're kinda like, what the fuck, really? And both yeah, sides like, are appreciable. But I would love to have seen how the first part of that movie would have con- would have concluded if it had just stayed closer to the vein of the the first part. Mm. Yeah, I think I think Inglorious Bastards is actually a better movie than Pulp Fiction. Um, I don't know if y'all have seen either I, um, the World War Two one. Yeah, seen that too? Anything? I don't know. Yeah, I don't mess with anything. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. I guess right. I mean. From your perspective, producer, I would say, like, I approach any of his material with a healthy degree of skepticism, and nothing's going to change that. But if you can get through any of them, there's something within all of them. Mm. That's what I'll say. This is hero academia all over Uh, again. (laughs) 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 Well... We don't want to completely yeah. hijack that. I think it's a totally different arc. But, th- I mean, he's I interesting. Tarantino is an interesting person because, you know, he his Venn diagram overlaps ours. Whether or not you want to hear that or not. I but, don't. But his appreciation <laughs> is... He, it, it's going to come from a different perspective. I understand. I understand. I just I just can't get over it. And I, I, I want to share the story about when I saw that movie too, because it's like a whole weird other story too. But because I don't want the podcast to go on long, <laughs> but if y'all remind me at the end, I'll, I'll, I'll tell it. Um, all right. So back. Well, to this I story. mean, what the fuck else are we gonna do? We're online. Just hit it. I tell it. I no. I'm gonna tell it at the end. All right. So, okay. Um, so, uh, so we the adrenaline shot sends Wolverine back into his past. We rewind, and it's Creed, Maverick, and Wolverine. They're trying to get out with the uh, Neogenic Recombinator. They have the mm. Heather Hudson chick with them. Um, they're like, all right, we're at the top of this building. How are we going to escape? So they're like, all right, we're going to jump off, use our, you know, our suits to impact, you know, brace for the impact or whatever. They're like, all right, cool. And Sabretooth's like, oh, yeah, let's kill this bitch. And he kills, <laughs> kills the Heather Hudson. Oh, bloody. That's good. Yeah, uh, the amount yeah. of fear there is stop, stop, stop. As he uh, blasts stop, stop, stop. Yeah, into uh, to the death or whatever. Wolverine goes all mad about that. Anyway. Um, so yeah, so they do that, and then for whatever reason, we cut the Mojo World. Um, we're gonna spend no time on this. Um, so, <laughs> thank you, yeah, thank God. Then, they, they went off the Mojo World. They're there, and there's a little bit of battle with Dazzler. We're skipping over this because none of us care. And then they make like an escape, like uh, out of um, whatever. Mm. Uh, but no, we just refuse. I'm sorry. This, it's, it's, I, I refuse to deal with any of this crap. So, um, yeah. So anyway, but that does remind yes. me, if we talk about, you know, freaking uh, lower-tiered X-Men or whatever, you know, there's this new thing going on with the X-Men to vote in a new member online or whatever. And a whole bunch of, like, if you see the thing, it's a whole bunch of 2.5 priority X-Men that you can vote for. Um, I, my only thought on this is, and I got a notice on, like, I don't know, Facebook or something else the other day. It was like, yeah, a year ago we recorded a podcast about um, House of X, you know, about a year ago. And what a difference a year makes because any chance that y'all are going to jump into X of Swords, either of you, because it's part 12 of 22. 
Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? Anybody? I never got the sense that that was... That there was a direct line connecting what we appreciated to this this, this thing. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Mm. I got the sense that it was a... Oh, let's layer the type of crossover story we would have been telling regardless of whatever else was happening on whatever else is happening. I could be wrong. I mean, if it's a natural extension, then I, I should be interested, but I just don't, don't have any faith in that, that that's the case. Yeah. It's just not. It's just yeah. like it, it, the, all the momentum that they had from whatever that was. I mean, and how do you make a freaking 22 freaking part uh, like crossover? That's like that's, that's just insane. That's madness. About freaking yeah, that's, apocalypse yeah. and all like nobody cared about any of that. Like it's oh, just, I mean, oh, but they bro. they sold us on this clean break and set up a completely mm. different world, and we bought it and we liked mm-hmm. it. We yeah. liked it that bullshit. It was cool at first. We liked it to death. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we did. But anymore. So I mean, that's one part of it, but. We had a healthy conversation about Dazzler on the text chain, and yeah, <laughs> I mean, we just we just blew through like six pages of the book we're reading. But <laughs> Dazzler's not inherently <laughs> bad. Hutch is not here to agree with you. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, it, that's, I that's feel the like Daz- I'm usually the Dazzler fan but yeah, ironically, <laughs> I'm like I'm the, I'm gonna come around like da- Dazzler. She didn't have a lot of impact, but she was one of the players in that kind of storm-lit team that, that I have an affinity for. And I was interested, yeah, was... at the time of the publishing, I was interested that she was back in the book, but I, I never feel like this went anywhere. Yeah, They teased the fact that she like yeah. she had a baby, but I don't, mm. I don't even know if that, that didn't get played out. Yeah, my note on here says where is nowhere Dazzler now? Okay. Like, I mean, she's on a exactly. milk cart. I don't think we saw her on Krakoa mm-hmm. or anything like that. Is she on Mojo World somewhere with, with Longshot or whatever? Like, I don't <laughs> really know. Yeah, and that, and that's, yeah, that was yeah. the thing. Like, there's a status of, like, just kind of constrained to a splash page background. They're, they're, yeah. <laughs> how many Marvel characters are just the, <laughs> the best they can hope for is they're going to show up in a splash page background. <laughs> I mean I'm that here. that's like enhancement talent. <laughs> that, that 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 is the definition of enhancement talent. For sure. All right, so we had yeah. back uh, Germany, pressing reference, Rogue. fuck you all go. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Meanwhile back in Germany, Rogue, Gamut, Psylocke are making their uh Entrance into the Royal Rumble is my <laughs> note here. Uh, they fight the hand. <laughs> they get knocked out by Fenris. Uh, their powers are nebulous as well. There's some Wonder Twin shit that they got to be together. Yeah. Uh, the Wonder Twins, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> oh, but the Wonder Twins means Alpha Flight. Oh, God. Jeez. Oh, God. That's awful. Yeah. Wow. I'm glad I, I could ruin that powers like that. I'm glad I could make them a little worse. <laughs> Yeah, um, and so Ugh. as they tend to gambit, um, you know, Masahiro Champion shows up, um, and then and my, yeah, and it's like, no, don't do it, no, Psylocke, my Jim Ross imitation, don't do it, no, my God, no, and uh, Psylocke turns heel and st- uses the totality of her uh, mental power or psionic powers or whatever, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and turns on Rogue. 
uh, she's like, my actions are not my own. Okay, so Masahiro Champa has, like, what powers? He can, and then they, they throw this, oh, yeah, this must have happened back in some freaking old-ass ep- issue of the X-Men, or he, like, post-hypnotic suggestion or whatever. I'm like, Oh, uh, so Masahiro Chono, which is totally not his name, but let's go with that. Yeah, I understand. He, this is the guy that reprogrammed Psylocke as she emerged uh-huh. from her when 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 she emerged as from the Siege Perilous and mm-hmm. displaced the body of Quanon. This was the guy who grabbed her. He's in like uh, X Men two sixty eight, and he was with the Mandarin as far as reprogram reprogramming her. So he has this post hypnotic suggestion control yeah. over her that's it he he like he doesn't have powers unto himself mm-hmm. he just has a prior relationship with Psylocke. oh okay he's just like head ninja or something isn't he? yeah but but even like, like only like i don't even know if he was like part of the hand or just like was paying the hand or got them through the mandarin or whatever that i mean the hand are so generic oh, yeah the mandarin mm-hmm. But they're gonna use allegedly mm-hmm. that um, that pulls Wolverine back into the future or whatever, and you know because him and Psylocke share a, a psionic psychic bond like Gene and Scott, and I'm like, okay. That well, again, that point. would have to go back to 268 because if you recall, um, he was also uh, that he had just fled the uh, the Reavers' attack on Australia and went to. Uh, Madripoor with Jubilee, and they were subdued by <laughs> by um, Psylocke under the control mm-hmm. of Masahiro Chono, which is absolutely not his name. Mm-hmm. That's a not legitimate him. wrestler, and his name is Masarava, <laughs> but the word Masahiro Chono is much easier to say. So there, there is there is a logic there, but it's it's in the era where. They've turned over the creative team like 17 times. So if we're expected mm. to believe that this is all one story, we're fooling ourselves. So <laughs> you could you could look at this and say, okay, I get it. But it's sort of like people like pulling from the from a derivative past just to hope for the future. Well, yeah, it just <laughs> the the back and forth from this book, I actually kind of dig uh, where it goes to the past. But, but this scene here, too, I, I, and again, I'm ne- never let it be known or said that I know anything about governments and spy agencies or whatever. But I'm like, there's a dude from Germany and two dudes from Canada, but they work for the CIA. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that I was going to ask about that, too. Kind of, you know, kind of weird that they would have, like, three non-Americans working in the CIA, but hey, man, you hire out agents or whatever. But they're going back over the past here, Wolverine, and, you know, what they were supposed to do, and the the Super Soldier Project, essentially, is what the Russians were working on, and we got Captain America, and they got fucking Omega Red. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, mean, the the Russians are usually known better for their freaking uh, performance-enhancing drugs. I don't know what happened here. But uh, you know they, they usually do a pretty good job. Yeah, they, I mean they usually do a good job with that stuff. But there's break. a battle there. Wolf, uh, did you guys get my Drago man. impersonation? I tried to uh, stick it in. There you go. Break. Yeah. Mm. Yes. 
they they got messed up because they don't know what happened to the Neogenic Recombinator. Creed is yeah. all whatever. Wolverine's mad because he killed Heather Hudson lookalike. And, you know, then he, like, tosses him, <laughs> like, strong. Like, you know, Wolverine gets completely pumped. I do like the book that is silhouette, silhouetted like that. Like, and it's not black and white, but, like, the color black there. I think that's actually very cool. Um, and uh, Jim Lee's going to bust his jizz here on these pages here because as the book starts to go on you start to see him you know kind of fall off the book and i think archie bear kind of takes over near the end um but yeah it's and uh, i mean it's you know I, I don't hate this book as much as i hated the other ones because they really push omega red to the back and that's probably the best place where he should have belonged you know kind of hiding only bring him out for a couple of minutes here and there but he's just pretty kind of much terrible but yeah so uh, we uh-huh. transition into um, well, uh, Sabretooth coming in. We talked about it. You know, uh, <laughs> he's not a villa. Bi- he's not a vanilla <laughs> big man. Well, maybe he kind of is. Uh, vanilla <laughs> big man heel. Uh, he shows up looking like a pimp. Uh, he's got his freaking long coat on. He's smoking his cigar. He's got. We had this discussion on the text chain. He's got his mall. Uh, whatever. What is Valet? Yeah, what's her name again? We we determine what it is. Tootsie? No. What's her name? Birdie. 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 Yeah, that's right. Birdie. That was a good pull. Sam in gets all all credit for this. Delving deep into the video game community to find out Birdie. We had to like (laughs) yeah. We assess this. Yeah, she has six MCU. That was a once in a lifetime shot. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. When they pull up and he has them jam their radar or whatever, and then Omega Red comes in uh, where all the X Men are captured, and my note says he comes in and cuts promos on all of them. (laughs) 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 That's basically. (laughs) You know, he, he starts talking about everybody that's there. Uh, he's vaguely familiar with Omega Red. He can't really come back to that. But the biggest thing is where he comes up to Gambit and talks about he freaking calls him by his government name. Um, and he knows where he's from. Hey, but in, in this, uh, this is very um, um, Hellfire Club-esque, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, everybody's all captured. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. Cyclops has like a red helmet on. They figured out like oh just he's like he's in force factor he's a, he's he can't he can't fuck with color red <laughs> oh man <laughs> I, be- I believe it was the the number nine but yeah, who's, 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 I had to explain yeah. the force factor references in the podcast to my daughter the other day oh, <laughs> oh go oh I wish I had been there for that oh my god oh man. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, he name checks him. He talks about him being from New Orleans. You know, he cuts him a little bit. You know, uh, and again, that's a prelude to a story that's going to come out uh, quite a few issues from now. Uh, you know, where they tell this backstory about Gambit's uh, past or whatever. Yeah, and, but the, don't you know, they? They had there pretty soon though, because the the Ghost Rider story is coming up. Doesn't that take him back yeah, to New Orleans? Right. But that's yeah, but that's Belladonna. The story mm. about where he goes back, where he oh uh, yeah, fair a enough, thief and you know. Uh, steals the medallion from that lady or yeah. whatever, and then you know that story. That's a way Damn. a bit, a bit from now. But yeah, the so external. He, yeah, uh-huh. he, he comes in. <laughs> he, oh god, he comes in. He cuts his promo. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so they, what's it? So, oh yeah, so yeah, the art, the bear art is starting to come up here. Um, so yeah, so there's that. Wolverine is 
you know, um, about to get captured or about to see this big fight. And like, oh, okay, we're going to see Wolverine and Sabretooth battle it out. They kind of recreate the cover mm-hmm. shot there with um, uh, uh, Sabretooth and Psylocke. Psylocke and the yeah, and so you can tell this, mm. uh, the art has definitely taken a turn there on that page where you see them, you know, hi, you kid, remark. And then, you know, they fight off screen. You know, there's a little bit of blood. And then we get to this line, which will become important later on. Like, nobody told me the kid was out of sorts, practically killed over oh, yeah. before I had a chance to bruise him. Um, yeah. yeah, remember that because <laughs> it'll keep coming up. Um, and so yeah, uh-huh. so and they get there. The Fenris twins are happy, and they upstart. That was pretty neat, and we're actually. Good. That that part of it, I thought I thought that was. Yeah, neat. yeah. Spoiler alert! Before we get to that, but yeah, I mean uh-huh. that's basically it. I mean, and again, the art turned at the end. Uh, you know, it it again, it's not a bad book, and the, again, the conclusion isn't terrible. It's just that you you built up this character Omega Red to be something that he's not, which is good. Like he's just not good. Um, and so, you know, when anything that was going to come from there is going to, you know, make, you know, kind of going to be shitty. So we go into issue number seven. Yeah. Uh, we go into issue number seven. Yeah. Um, let's see. It says Jim Lee plot, Art the Bear finishes, uh, Scott Lobdell again on the dialogue and the colors by Joe Rosas. Um, what about this cover? I thought this cover was pretty awesome, actually. I think I have. I, I think I know I have this book. It's um, pretty. Yeah, the, it's pretty good. The Wolverine yeah. uh, Omega Red split face. Omega yeah, Red. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. The half and half. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, so they got Wolverine on the cross again. Uh, it's just, <laughs> uh, yeah, it just got him on the cross. Whatever. It's something that they do all the time. Um, so let's see. They are. Uh, my note says they are mind fucking him, trying to find out where the neogenic recombinator is. Yeah, I mean um, this is this is like two sixty eight again, and oh, I switched to the next page. Um, yeah, Psylocke got some <laughs> issues. Yeah, there's no there's no ass thing. Yeah. Oh, that's it's just yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I mean, we we try and be enlightened and and all that, but yeah. Yeah, she yeah. can't. Yeah, that that's yeah, it. Yeah, it's just bad. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she has a, a very long back. Uh, it's just bad. Like, how do you have no ass and a thong? Like, how does that work? Like, yeah, the just, point of the thong was to, yeah. to enhance the booty. Hey, yo, just, look at this. Wait, what? <laughs> look at what? <laughs> Yeah, it's just not good. You're back. You're yeah. back. It's just bad. Um, so uh, we the think Fenri- we and the Fenris bitch is like, that's why I get this boob window, bitch. I mean, like, <laughs> I need to. Yeah, she's rocking the she's rocking the power girl. Yeah. Only it's a triangle. Yeah. Okay. Show so what you yeah. got, bitch. Don't need to put yeah, no she's... thong on no ass. What? <laughs> Chances mm. are she's missing tail too. That's why they draw her from the front. Um, they <laughs> reveal here that the reason that they need the geogenic recombinator for um, Omega Red is that it can um, negate mm. his death factor. Um, so his death factor. Mm-hmm. That's the MacGuffin. Sure, okay, whatever. Uh, but I mean, whatever. So they're like, hey man, let's find out where this neogenic recombinator is. Turn that shit up, Doc. You know, the doctor's like, oh, don't kill. You know, we do this. We're going to mess him up or whatever. Like, turn that shit up. And so, 
we go back to <laughs> in the past to the scene before the one where we saw Heather Hudson gets killed. Uh, Heather Hudson lookalike gets killed. Uh, they see uh, Omega Red being birthed in their super soldier project. It's, I mean, whatever. Uh, again, it's just, it's still awful. And so, um, we, yeah, we get the, the, the escape there and then we cut back to the future where they have Maverick captured and the art is super sloppy now, by the way, like super, super bad as it starts to fall apart here as we go through the rest of this book. And, you know, uh, Sabretooth is repeating that line about him not being able to, mm-hmm. you know, abuse this kid or whatever over and over. You know, and the spoiler bit here is that, you know, Psylocke is in control of Sabretooth. And we'll get to that here in a second. But I, mean, I you, thought you that, thought was, that awesome. was the cool part. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought Definitely it was didn't awesome. see it coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely didn't see it coming, that's for sure. Um, but back in uh, the future or whatever, we see that, and then we see that Wolverine, uh, once Heather Hudson lookalike, got shot and killed, and they jumped off the building as they were into the... I don't Why well, they went? They jumped off a building? I thought they landed on the ground with their super suits. Now they're in the water. Did I miss uh, something yeah. there? I don't know what happened there. Did I miss something? Well... They were jumping... Um, and Sabretooth is carrying uh, the, the the woman he shot, right? That's wait. Uh, which, what's know. your water confusion? Where are you? When they ju- they were like, "Hey, we gotta make this escape," and then they were like, "Use our we gotta use our bruise the impact or whatever." Oh and well, so build into the ground. So um, Maverick is can absorb kinetic energy as we established. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I think they all just jumped. I think she was fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but how did they get in the water? <laughs> how did they get where, in the water? Where, where, where's the water? They're in the water right now. The, what what page? And the, the, uh, and the panel where Wolverine is, Wolverine is on the cross. On the cross so they're, they're, they're in the background in the flashback, yeah. He, yeah. Mm. I don't know what page this is. Yeah, it's uh, fake Heather Hudson. Janice is her name, by the way. Damn, we're just calling her fake Heather Hudson. Yeah. But she is fake Heather Hudson. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, I, 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 I can cut through your confusion. I don't know. We'll, we'll go with it. Okay. We'll say, well, he's in the water, and they're like, oh. Well, Janice, the, the, one, the, the five, Wolverine six, water is like his, pro- that, I took that as like, that's his, like, programming. Like, Wolverine's <laughs> always in the water with, like, shit plugged into him. And, and. <laughs> Like his old, like his memories and shit. Who knows? Mm. Who's the fuck? Who knows? Like Wolverine touches water, he's like, "Oh shit!" I'm like Canadian programming. So, but they're like, "Oh, now, now we know." Like they hid this shit, like with this bitch's body or whatever. Now we're gonna go get it and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, great. We got that. Uh, yeah. yeah, and so they want to learn more information. They're mm-hmm. like, "But Doctor Cornelius." Turn this <laughs> shit up. Turn it up, man. Turn my headphones up. Um, and so now, as they're punishing Wolverine, oh, no. No, Psylocke. She turned baby face. My God, she's playing possum. She and her boobs, um, <laughs> you know, take for the right amount to attack, you know, and she kicks Omega Red's ass, essentially. And, you know, they get a, the coochie shot there, too. So her legs spread wide. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. She did. Yeah, yeah, she did. Mm. Uh, So, yeah. So, he sends out his death testicles 
Um, mm. He's like, yeah, take this, take this death gear, bitch. <laughs> um, and um, <laughs> my note says, oh, you only thought your gears was deadly. Okay, yeah, because she had convinced him that his gears was not deadly. You know, she had put a hypnotic mm-hmm. thing in there, so he thought he was releasing his death gears, but he wasn't. Um, oh, yeah. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. I, I mean, it is what it is. You know, I mean, it's you know, it's not terrible. You know, it's some good artwork here and some good fighting and stuff. The silhouetted shot there where, you know, she, like, punches him or does whatever into the chest. The one in red. Yeah, that's a yeah. great shot, too. Mm-hmm. That's a good bit, bit of art. So, you know, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I thought it was okay. But, yeah, so Sabretooth is under the control. It's, I mean, it's an interesting idea. I mean, like, if you think about um, all the, uh, if you were to, like, create your character in any... Uh, you know, whether if you want to imagine you're writing your own comic book or City Heroes character or whatever. Think about, like, what, um, you know, a, a use of telepathy to, to convince this guy that you've, like, you owned his ass. I mean, that mm-hmm. that's not a bad use of it. Right. And she's uh-huh. working to... You know, frontier. You know, she's messing up with uh, with Omega Red, beating his ass, and under and controlling him, at least a little bit with her telepathy or whatever. And then she's got Sabretooth mm-hmm. under control as well. You know, so I mean, exactly. Really, you know, yeah, she's pulling double duty. Yeah, I mean, yeah you know, which mean, is impressive. Yeah, I mean, she does a, you know a really good job of doing whatever she does. So I mean, I have no problem with that. Maverick is uh, interrogating people, uh, but essentially just killing them. Like, hey, I'm going to ask you a question. No. Blah, 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 blah. It's the onomatopoeia. He's like, all right, next next person, who you know, who's who's going to answer my questions? Um, and so they uh, run mm-hmm. back. Uh, let's see, where's my note says? Why, why is that saying that? Oh, I got it. <laughs> and so, um, so she's kicking everybody's ass, and then my note says here, she's like, you know, all right, look, everybody's get a chance to surrender. My note says there's always one. Cause there's always one black dude here. Like, how the fuck are you working with the hand, dude? Like, how? Like, how? That's how terrible. did that happen? How did you, as a black fella, wind up working for the hand? Like, it just don't make no sense. Oh, so yeah. So she Ugh. she's got uh, saber tooth under control as long as she's conscious. But Kapayao, oh, yeah. uh, she gets taken out. <laughs> she gets taken out herself. That was, that uh, was, the, that was the transition. Yeah, exactly. You know, and not that they did Yeah, not that they didn't. Uh, you know, foreshadow that a little bit. But um, and again, as the art goes through the book, like when Wolf, when Sabretooth and Maverick show up uh, to that scene where they pick up the X Men, like who drew that? Where well, they're all standing in there when they come in there, like oh, that's not yeah. it. Yeah, that's not looking good at all. Uh, yeah, like at all. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. This is a different artist. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of rough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. That's yeah. Kind. I didn't really, I didn't really examine it until now. You said that. I'm looking yeah. at it now. Holy shit! This looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, that look. It looks like. Ugh. Yeah, it's not rough great. Scratch, but, it's not great. Uh, yeah, it's not good. Well, now that she's knocked out, that means Sabretooth is not under the control. And Sabretooth is like, bah, slash. And he cuts down Maverick a little bit. He starts to work with the X-Men. But Beast, you know, gets the hot tag. And he he, <laughs> he rescues Jubilee first. I guess because they're proximity. Close or yeah. whatever. And then she hits him with some fire. Yeah, let's not assume that it was like, 
Who's yeah. gonna turn the side? We got your jubilee free. Must free jubilee. Yeah, no, yeah, it's not good. No, not 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 exactly. Well, here's something that bothers me about this this particular book. All right, so yeah, so this is all going on. Psylocke is now down, and the turn is coming, and then they're like, oh, you know, essentially, like, Wolverine is whatever. And then he hulks up, and I'm like, where did this come from? I mean, again, he was almost dead not that much long ago. <laughs> Sabretooth beat the crap out of him. Like, where does the Hulk up come from? I mean, they were freaking torturing him with this, turning their headphones up, and then, like, out of nowhere, it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm hulking up. And he, you know, busts out of his restraints and mm. does all that, and he has this battle air quotation with omega red and you know i just i don't know it just didn't really make any mm. sense but it's wolverine so none of it has to make any sense that's his berserker and rage is that what it was doesn't he have like doesn't he have like good strength or maybe excellent at best or some shit like yeah, that no. I don't, I don't yeah know. well <laughs> between the uh basic and advanced set like that's where they figure out like oh shit he can only do <laughs> like excellent damage regardless then yeah. they were like oh no which, which was well, yeah which was horrible mm. uh, so yeah i can see why mm. <laughs> they change it mm. okay well so well, Sabretooth gets attacked. Uh, they freed the X-Men. We get to stare at the camera shot. There's Beast snarling because whenever they stare at the camera shot, yeah, he's always he's, snarling. He's going to do that. And, <laughs> yeah, he's going to do that. And then, you know, we have... You can almost hear the music or the cartoon in the background. So we have battle. So everybody's... You know, there's the fight. You know, Wolverine, you know, damage charging cards. Rogue is punching people and body slamming people. Again, who did the art on these books? Because it certainly wasn't Jim Lee. Um, it just keeps going through. <laughs> I mean, uh, as Hutch and I appropriately called it, there's some stunt cock art here. Um, and then, you know, just, you know, as Rogue's beating his ass, he, like, he wants to fight back. And Masahiro Chono's like, hey, don't spread your death jizz here. We're going to kill all of us. Um, trying to get your death on yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, my note in here says like this is like a nitro run in like back in the day. Like everybody just starts coming out at the end, and it just doesn't matter. Like it's just a run in. Like oh mm. no, oh whose music is that? Oh my god, he's coming out too. Um, so yeah, as if that wasn't enough, and then they make the escape on the ropes, brother Beavis, until they're playing. Uh, make their escape. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it feels like the, uh, they're trying to leave enough pages to get into the story we don't care about. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to pay for it. This is definitely <laughs> not Jim Lee gonna, art. No, definitely not. And we're going to blow through this, too. Long shots been captured. No one cares. All right, next. Um, no. So then, um, as we start to wrap up this particular book here, whatever, Mavericks, you know, and it's like, hey, man, I'm going to talk to the Germans. This is still at West Germany time. Like, I don't think we had a unified Germany at this point, did we? Did the wall come down in 1991? Is it up? The wall was still up. It was, yeah. What one that when Clinton was in office? Was it? I, think. I don't even know. I don't remember. But anyway. I don't remember. So, yeah, so he's, you know, he's smoothing things out or whatever. And then, you know, we get this scene where Logan, you know, I mean, we've been getting it for years now. He's like, hey, you know, I got to go tie up some loose ends. You know, I don't want to go, you know, y'all, I don't want y'all involved in it. It's like him and Cyclops' relationship isn't shitty that they're going to turn it into later on or whatever. You know, it's just whatever. Bah. And anyway, so yeah, so Masahiro Chono and them go dig up a dead body. 
to go find the neogenic <laughs> recombinator. Uh, but then somehow, my God, how did he do it? He's yeah, Wolverine is the <laughs> Undertaker. Okay, so the Undertaker. Okay, so, yeah. so you really have to suspend your disbelief here. Is that he said? Okay, Wolverine was like, "All right, I'm gonna trap him. I'm gonna bury myself in the ground." Oh yeah. Like, in mean, the coffin, in the coffin, or a coffin, yeah, I mean, right? Seriously, like, really? Like, how did that work? Like, how did that work? Mold well, I, out? I yeah, have no I idea. The, the real problem we have here is you, you've completely missed the opportunity to, to narrate this in the Vince McMahon voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not dead. <laughs> My God. Yeah, so. Uh, or the first Pringle voice. So either yeah. one can <laughs> Oh, my Undertaker! You want the carbonadium synthesizer, but you must face the Undertaker. But he will make you rest in peace. Yeah. yeah nice. So yeah, there, there's there's some nice. terrible, terrible, awful, terrible. Not in any way recommendable language that this could be translated to. But I think the point we're trying to make is it's trash. It's yeah, it is trash at the end. But yeah, so they get the neogenic yeah. recombinator back. Doctor Cornelius is like, "Hey, man, look!" <laughs> and then Maverick pops him in the head. <laughs> I like, can't hear Doctor Cornelius without thinking about Planet of the Apes. No, and then, yeah. <laughs> and I, I can't yeah. think. Of, he looks too much like. He looks too much like John Byrne. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I think they, I think they were trying to send a message, yeah, that they, especially if they Dr. popped Cornelius. him in the head. Without thinking of that Deadpool or that uh, Wolverine oh, yeah. versus Hulk cartoon, you know, where it's like Deadpool's yeah. like, and his last words were like, So, yeah, so that, I mean, that was really it. The book comes up, he gives him back the Neogenic Recombinator to Maverick. Nobody cares. I don't think it ever comes up again. Omega Red is on a milk yeah. carton to only bring yeah. out when they need to give somebody a push. I mean, and that, you know, that ends yeah. his little saga or whatever. Son and his superstar. Yes, for sure. I mean, that's it. Mm. I mean, overall, I know we're happy that Omega Red is gone. These two books, you know, you know, what are your thoughts, Sandman? You know, as a as a group, I guess, of these two books together, starting and ending Omega Red. I mean, I mean, the taking out the fact that Omega Red was in it, it actually wasn't terrible. I mean, we've read all much worse books than this. Yeah. Um, at least it had a lot of action in it, which mm-hmm. is you know not terrible. Uh, some of you know some of it was dumb, mm-hmm. but <laughs> that's that's just. The, the whole Neogemic Recombinator thing was fucking <laughs> stupid. And, and, uh, and they just called it, what was it? They just called it the C Recombinator yeah. for the longest time. Yeah, and yeah. Shit. I think even they, they like, actually yeah, they dropped the full name after a while. C Synthesizer. C Synthesizer. Synthesizer. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the artwork kind of fades in and out <laughs> throughout the book. Because, mm-hmm. like, like, at the end here, it's it gets good a little bit, and, like, the whole. See where he uh, chops off Master Hero's hand here. He's kind of fucking. It goes back to the to hell again. I don't know. It's it's weird. I mean, I give it a I give it like a, a C, yeah. C plus, if I were gonna give it a grade. Brother Beavis, what do you think? I mean, I didn't realize till just now the degree to which this is the uh, the turnover to a pretty much lawless creative team. I mean, I mean, this is. We we switched over to the blue and gold 
thinking that this was oh oh shit, this is gonna be like the next uh, seventeen years or whatever Claremont pulled off <laughs> of like a creative team and wow. boy, we got fucked, didn't we? Yeah, completely. Not quite. Yeah, right. So yeah. So yeah, like you know there there's nuggets here, but again this is to me the era where like they tease so many things that just never got paid off. Whether it's the the you know Omega Red himself or the C, C synthesizer or Maverick <laughs> as a character, or the <laughs> surprise realization of Doctor Cornelius who's apparently shot in the fucking head. You know, it's yeah, just, there's so many things that like tease uh-huh. as major character turns or, or plotline turns that just completely get fucking dropped because they turned over the team all the time from here forward. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and, and and it was this idea, yes, and, it, and, and again, we make these comparisons all the time between comics and wrestling or whatever. It really feels much like modern wrestling now. It's just like, oh, yeah, he's got a good look. Let's push him. But yeah. There's nothing behind the character, you know, whether they can't work or they can't uh, talk or they can't whatever. Like, there's just nothing behind the character. So you just, like, push them. And then they're like, okay, they're there for a couple of minutes. And then it's like, well, I guess we're done with them. And then they get pushed back down the card. And that's Omega Red, like, to a T. Like, oh, yeah, push him to the side, you know. And then once you were, like, once you realized that he was Lex Luger, like, oh, shit, he can't talk. He's got a great body. He wasn't going to win the title. (laughs) So after he had his title match, then what do we do with him? Uh-huh. Yeah, we don't know what to do with him now because, you know, he's not drawing money to use a wrestling term. Fuck Hulk Hogan. So, um, it, it, it's just like, and it feels like so much like kind of like that modern kind of wrestling bit now. But, like, I, you know, again, if Omega, this was 1991, if Omega Red was anything like they had pushed him, we would be able to talk about stories with him that made sense. And they don't. That includes the Fenders twins. That includes Masahiro Chono. So they wasted <laughs> four issues on all of those people that have essentially nothing to do with the books or anything now. So it is what it is. All right, cool. All right, let's get into this. Uh, we're going to get into this real review here. It's crossed like the one hour mark, so we're right on time. Um, okay, so uh, basically. We're four issues in. The first two episodes showed, um, uh, premiered initially. Um, it was the flashback stuff to like, you know, 50, 60, 70, uh, or 50s, 60s, like sitcoms or whatever. Um, and then I think, you know, initially we were like, okay, so what is this? Because we just really didn't know, you know, we'd seen all the previews or whatever, but we weren't really sure. Episode three gave you a little bit more when you get the birth of, uh, the twins or whatever. And then, you know, and the expulsion of, which we will now, you know, know as Monica Rambo, uh, when she gets expelled from Westview or whatever, you know, and, you know, and a heel turn essentially by Wanda when she starts, you know, singing in Sokovian to her kids, you know, <laughs> after she name checks uh, uh, Ultron. Um, so before we even get to episode four, which is probably like the, the bigger one, you know, what were your thoughts initially on mm. the first you know, two or three episodes, Brother Beavis. I know you said, no, they should have showed the first three first and then episode four, but, you know, building anticipation. Yeah, I I thought that, um, you know, if you have enough dirty knowledge of, of Wanda, even if it's, you know, whether it's just the twins or M-Day or whatever, you know there's, you know there's something going on. So you can watch 
an episode or two and and, and get that like they're showing me I dream of genie but I understand there's something else going on so you, you can get that um, so I can watch the first two and say okay and there's that little glimmer of uh, you know the beekeeper comes out and it's like okay mm-hmm. so somebody's doing something to want but then with episode three there's clearly a shift at the end where it's like oh no Wanda's doing something to the rest of the world. So mm. that's that was the thing that that just completely fucking baffles me. Like the, mm-hmm. the shift. If if you're gonna read, like if you're gonna count on the audience to read as much as they possibly can into this show, for the, f- to ask the audience to differentiate between the little reveal you got in episode two versus the little reveal you got in episode three. That's asking a whole fucking lot. Um, so, there, you know, there was nothing in the first three episodes that I was, you know, turned off or, um, or turned toward because I was predisposed to watching this. And, um, and so in regard to episode three, uh, or two through three, I was mildly intrigued, and I'm picking up the the subtle the, the subtle hints that are leaving for me. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. I I will I will stand here and wait till you ask me about the next next episode. Okay, right. man, what did you think of the first <laughs> like three essential episodes? Essentially, those three episodes. You know, um, as a screwball kind of parody of a. 50s, 60s, uh, now 70s, I guess we're up to uh, comedy. It actually kind of works on its own. I mean, they some of the some of the some of the stupid jokes actually work for you know that that um, era of uh, comedy they were doing. I mean, it, it was very much like Dick Van Dyke, Bewitched, mm-hmm. um, uh, whatever we want to want to call it. I mean, there was a <laughs> there was a lot a lot of difference. I thought, and I was like, wow, this actually kind of works on a show within a show you know obviously there's a little bit of a mystery uh creeping in a little more first first uh, episode a little second a little more so you know there's something going on and by the third is like okay what well, if you're not uh um immersed in the uh, uh, history of uh, wanda and vision you don't know exactly what the hell's going on so you're kind of like by the third it's like well i know there's this is not what it appears to be. It's it's something else, but I still have no idea that yeah that beekeeper scene definitely will kind of like okay, what is this? I really don't know what's happening now. And then um, obviously the fourth, I guess what we're going to talk about yeah. yeah. And so when we do get blows, into yeah, episode four here, you know, and again like the, you know what? I guess the idea is like okay, y'all were telling a story but we don't really know what world we're living in here. And you have these little bit of hints and, you know, online or whatever, people are like, hey, you know, these people appeared on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There's some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. references or whatever. So now they're tying worlds together that they, you know, sort of acknowledge that they sort of existed in the same kind of breath. But they also, you know, not having that overt, like, hey, this these worlds are completely tied together. Go ahead. Wait, wait, what are are the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. references? The, I guess um, the the little 
I don't want to say he's an Hispanic dude. The guy that works in the office with Vision in episode one. Oh. The little short, dark haired oh. dude. He's been on that show. The mailman's oh. on that show. Okay. Like, there's things uh-huh. there. And then the, I guess the bigger one, and again, I'm, I didn't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., obviously. But I guess when Coulson comes back or whatever, there's a reference to, like, the blue soap that they had the commercial for for Hydra. And he's like, you know, oh, they use that mind control. Oh. They use that blue soap as mind control on everybody oh. over there. You okay. know, so they, yeah, they're dropping huh. references that, you know, again, if you didn't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. even I did, and I'm having to go on the internet to figure out. Well, figure I mean, out, I watch it, but there's that that's a degree of like, come on now. Which is huh. fine. What? Yeah, no, I'm sure it is, but I mean, come on now. How much attention are you paying right here? Like, right? Like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to help you out, but you, you can only go so many, so many levels deep on me. So when they do, uh-huh. you know, they throw it fully back into the MCU. There, we wake oh, up. Oh wait, you know, no. Okay, no. Random. Yeah, so level four or, or episode four is yes, this, this is a different show now. Yeah, completely. You know, and we make up in the completely, by the yeah. way, they call it the blip. But um, they wake up Monica Rambo well, in the blip, you know, where she wakes up, the hospital's all crazy, her mom had died, you know, and you know, they fully throw you right into, you know, in the aftermath of, you know, the snap from Thanos. And you know, if ever or after uh, Endgame or whatever, where they come back, and you know, it's like holy crap! You know, we're right in the middle of the essentially the last thing that we yeah. remember, not counting Spider-Man or whatever. You know, we're right we're back where we mm-hmm. started, and now it's just like oh wow! And then they give you so yeah. much, like within the first ten minutes, you get that and sword, and I mean, you get so yeah. much. And so, yeah. Sandman, I was like so shocking how much I was watching this, and I was like, holy mm. shit! Like. Oh, okay. it, 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 yeah. Episode four <laughs> was fucking phenomenal, yeah. and that whole idea of like yeah. what it yeah. was like to blip back in, like we got we got the barest mm-hmm. into that from the Spider-Man series and everything else, but like yeah, the yeah. the chaos that would ensue if you mm-hmm. you are the one who finally drops in yeah. to you know five years ago mm-hmm. that was that was amazing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they did a good job of uh, representing the chaos mm-hmm. that would, uh, you know, what would be going on around. Because I didn't even know what was happening. Mm-hmm. It was so good at first. I was like, what is happening? And then I f- slowly realized, oh, yeah. shit, this is the snap. And they were like, this is the reverse Yo, this snap. was two years ago. I was like, yeah. wait, what the fuck? Is two plus three is five? Is what? Like, like is it just, like, just the smallest, all of a sudden, the smallest mathematical equation was fucking confusing to me. It was like, wait, what is three minus two equals five, or two plus three equals five? What are they trying to say? Who's where? What, what, what's happening? Oh, I mean, shit. So here, my, 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 my general assessment of WandaVision episode four. I have a strong love for uh, Thor The Dark World, and, and most people do not share that. But I distinctly remember, <laughs> I was watching that movie in the cinema, yeah. when they're hopping through the different, the different planes of existence to have this whole like sequence, I turned to, turned to my mm-hmm. wife and I was like, I feel like I'm watching a fucking comic book on screen. Like, 
That's the feeling I had. And yeah. at this realization with this WandaVision episode 4, I'm like, holy fuck, this is like a comic book right in front of me in a completely different medium. So I had that mm-hmm. same sort of satisfaction, yeah. that same sort of dimensionality, that same sort of realization was like laid out for me. I was like, this is fucking great. This is what Disney Plus can do. This is what MCU can do. This is fucking amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and then they jump you yeah, right back into all the other stuff that you know that you're going to get that's going to become important in the future. We get sword. And then they tie it back to Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. you know, where Maria Rambo, whatever, had passed away, you know, and tying that to the movie or whatever. And, right. you know, and then you get the uh, Agent Wu from, um, from Ant-Man. Yeah, from Ant Man or whatever. Yeah, but I saw uh, something. I had for completely forgotten about that character. Right. I, was, I was an old. He's like, oh, easily yeah, Ant-Man. the second yeah, best part of the so show. And I'm gonna. I think we can all guess what the first best yeah, part, the part of the show is. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. And so, <laughs> and I saw something about Agent Wu too on there that you know there was something online where in Ant Man he had taught him. You know, Scott was trying to teach him like that card mm-hmm. trick in the movie or Ant-Man and the Wasp and then when he gives his card mm-hmm. to Maria Ram- or uh, Monica Rambo, he does the card trick like he's fine he couldn't yeah he does in the movie but then when he does yeah. the card trick he gives his card to, to, to Rambo like that it's like oh my god like these little tiny things to tie them together and so you know we get into that we get how you know how Monica Rambo got pulled into Westview or whatever and the mystery plot that goes around with that we get, you know, a reintroduction of a character that Brother Beavis was talking about uh, with Dr. Darcy now. Uh, you know, as she I only alluded to, I didn't speak. she's there. Because we I assumed that was a whole different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, different podcast, too. Um, and so we get her coming into there, and she breaks the, you know, essentially the mystery here of, how this is a TV show that's being streamed out of this mysterious town, essentially that Wanda created, you know, and they go back and tell mm-hmm. this story about how we wind up seeing Monica getting kicked out of there at the end of episode three and seeing her at the beginning of episode four or, or uh, at the end of episode four, how she got booted out, you know, and she goes, it's Wanda. It's mm-hmm. all Wanda, you know, and, you know, and that's me. Yeah. Roll credits for episode four. It was amazing. Like, I'm just like, how you're mm-hmm. fully invested at this point in time like you might not have been like fully invested before because you weren't sure what you were watching but i don't know how you could be an mcu fan and not watch that episode there and be like me personally damn i wish i could was, binge all of this yeah. shit like I, now i gotta wait like until mm-hmm. next friday yeah. that's freaking you know they right. got you that's how okay now yeah everything you said wanted more yeah but you constructed a you you put together a poorly constructed series. You made us wait four episodes into a nine-part series to have any idea what was going on if I hadn't already read the... If I had no other idea of, of, the, of, the, of the Scarlet Witch and Vision story and the twins and all that stuff. Right. And, and the fact that when they right. debuted it... Like, so they, they put the... They gave the first... Uh, they gave the uh, critics the first three episodes, which is you know, th- which gets us to the point where we start to have the first inkling that Wanda's in charge here. She's not a victim, but she's actually sort of manipulating, she's controlling this environment, which I think you know is a key point mm-hmm. in the story. 
But the fact that Netflix gave us two story, two episodes where it's like, mm-hmm. all right, here you go. I don't know what the fuck this show is about. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of have an inkling only because I know what it is. But, right. Yeah, I don't know. I think mm-hmm. the launch yeah. is fucked up. But, but then, episode four is fucking phenomenal. But I reject the idea that like you had to be like a mm-hmm. you know a smart or whatever to get to this point and stick through it. Mm. I think there's a you have to put some of the onus back on the creative team to say, look, you had nine tries, and you're willing to th- you you were willing to th- fire three shots in the <laughs> air before you gave us the storyline. Yeah, that's on you. Yeah, but, and again, you know, you could give, you could give the fan service argument like like oh this is fan service because essentially like nobody's gonna be watching this show like just randomly you know no you know Bob and Jim aren't uh-huh. gonna come, you know gonna come up on it like hey honey what do you want to watch tonight well, let's watch the yeah you know nobody's gonna do that you know what I mean <laughs> like, so I think they I think right. there's the built in like hey you know I know you're gonna watch this shit you're gonna take this fucking shit whatever I give to you. And then when you finally feel like you're just so frustrated, like, man, this is some dumb shit, they hit you with episode four, and now you're back on mm-hmm. track. And you know what? I was off the track yeah. for a while, but now I'm fully smoking that glass kick. So, um... Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they did that on purpose. Yeah. They, they kind of, like, what... Kind of, like uh, Beavis said, they fired the shots in the air three times mm-hmm. to the point where you're like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. What's going on? I'm To the point where you're about to leave for some, you know, for people that have literally no idea what's going to happen right. and um, then they pull you back in with the fourth episode the, the MCU you know mm-hmm. you know the, that you love you know if you're a fan and they're like oh well this is what I wanted to see and you know and, and now you're going to like well how is this tying into this oh I see mm-hmm. she's doing this herself and so now you have to come back and see what happens mm-hmm. so and we'll, you could say it's probably kind of genius. Yeah, and we'll yeah. save our future projections for future episodes or whatever because I think there's a whole lot tied into this and what the MCU is going to look like moving forward as well as the movies that they have mm-hmm. coming out because this movie is directly tied into the Doctor Strange movie because now obviously they're opening up multiverses and I think Spider-Man is doing the same thing as well. You know, like at, at that, that idea that there's multiple versions of everything going on which could... In the worst and terrible hands, it could turn into an absolute shit show, i.e. all the shows mm. on um, Sony, uh, DC, TV. Hey, I want, I want to put a marker yeah, so, down. Um, um, in the same way that I predicted ahead. that uh, Black Panther would die during um, Infinity War, no, no big deal. It's easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, here, here's my prediction. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out. I have no I have no basis to believe this will happen, but I think you know because so much of the the WandaVision series we've had is compensating for her loss, right? She's lost her brother, she's mm-hmm. lost her husband or her perceived husband or whatever. I'm gonna say that instead of coming out and saying no more mutants, she's gonna come out with some semblance of I don't want to be alone, and that is gonna be the genesis for all these mutants. To then repopulate the mm-hmm. Marvel Cinematic Universe with X Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I definitely yeah. think this is the backdoor to mutants for sure. So instead of no more mutants, they're going to have to do something bitch, enormous to pull it off. Yeah, it's going to be something there. <laughs> they're they're going to give us what we want. Essentially, they're just making us wait for it, and that, this is what I hate about. 
Disney Plus and, and hate mm-hmm. is the strong word. You know, I, I you know, I want to binge because I just want to get it out of the way. You know, I have to wake. You know, I have to wake up early as hell on Friday mornings, and my daughter's like with me, or like whatever. I'm like, all right, I gotta get everything ready for work, and then sit down at like five thirty before yeah. I, you know, drive to work at six essentially. And and, and because mm-hmm. I know, because I know mm-hmm. once I get this work or whatever, I'm gonna get on my phone. Some asshole is gonna spoil mm-hmm. it on Twitter. So I'm like, well, let me go ahead and watch this <laughs> yeah. now before somebody yeah. spoils it. But here's here's my argument. You know, Much so like when when the boys came out, and you're not watching that with your daughter, mm. um, like no. the 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 first teaser episodes, it it was this general sense of unease, and then the reveal of Stormfront. That's mm. what I'm saying. Like with this episode, like mm. we had this yeah. general sense right. of unease, and then the reveal that it's probably not being done to Wanda, but it's actually Wanda doing. Mm-hmm. That, and that's the thing is like, I watched the first mm-hmm. two episodes. Like that's fine. I'm into it. I, I it's stylistically interesting because of the sitcom nature, whatever. Mm-hmm. I know there's more to the story. But I'm willing to watch another one. But the first two episodes did nothing to grab me in that I had not already been grabbed. The third episode now teases the, the plot. I think from episode one through three, that's the perfect teaser for the show that we're now watching. Right. Yeah. I, right. Yeah, I mean, again, I you know, you, you wonder... You know who makes those decisions about what to do and whatever. You know, I'm sure this has all been test screen to a whole bunch of people. You Testing know what I mean? Like dumb they, fuckers. They, they knew what they were doing. Yeah, maybe, but they probably <laughs> tested it with freaking Harry Knowles or whatever. Did that do so Justice probably League crowd. <laughs> 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 well, I can't wait till the podcast we do for the after. We need to fucking live stream that. We need to MC two thousand. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god! I don't. Oh, I wow. got. There's not enough. We need a live stream. We we seriously we we need to like a live stream that. With oh, friends. absolutely. Because yeah, yeah, you gotta have much for that. Because he likes that bullshit. Right. So yeah, so we'll, no no excuse. He kind of does. So <laughs> so we'll kind of keep these on the back end of this podcast. We had talked about you know behind the scenes or whatever, like kind of broadcasting about the show in and of itself on a separate podcast. And after seeing the first two episodes, it was like, eh, maybe not. Now it's just like, oh, maybe we should talk about this. But we'll kind of, you know, play it by ear and see where it goes. But, um, yeah, uh, we're, we're way thumbs up if you're in the MCU and Marvel or whatever. This is now's the time to jump in before you get too before it gets too far gone. You know, you can deal what you can with the first two episodes. <laughs> if episode three will put you in a different spot and then episode four is going to take you over the edge. And you're like, all right, like this now's the time I'm ready Let's get on. Let's get it. Yeah, on. but we're we're only way thumbs Good up job. because we're like total Marvel hacks, and um, we're not yeah, we're at all objective about com- uh-huh. properties. Yeah, we we are in condition to well, love this I, shit. <laughs> okay, no, maybe, maybe not because if there was four of that shit and was next week and they was on Three's company doing some shit with the Ropers, motherfucker, you wouldn't have been down yeah, with it. Okay? Well, knock on them, though. Neither would I. And I love Three's company. <laughs> yeah. And I love Three's company. So, and I, don't, I don't think that's... A, there, there's a, there is a limit for all of us, including... Well, again, so, uh, like, you have nine shots, right? Price. So, they shot three bullets in the air yeah. 
to tell the story they're trying to tell. Yeah. I think they could have shot it with one less. That's all I'm saying. But well, shout out, yeah. Shout out to MCU or Disney Plus for learning that even doing doing nine episodes at 26 minutes an episode is much better than doing 12 mm. episodes at 50 minutes an episode like they did on mm. Netflix. It was way too much. Yeah, it, it, it killed yeah, it. Like you, you couldn't keep the Nef- momentum going. The stories kind of per- you know petered out or whatever. And like you know what, let's keep it, it brief. Yeah, let's keep it brief. Let's keep the episodes short. And like like learning from whatever Netflix or whoever was doing that, and learning from that is um, Chef's kiss. Thank you. All right. All right, so that's going to wrap up episode five for the Marvel Hacks for season 11. Remember, you can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, rate, review, subscribe, all of those types of things. No video this week. Uh, that's just a technical issue. Uh, so, yeah, so good to know. Good to go. We'll try to be back uh, next week uh, at a normal time or whatever. We've got Super Bowl this coming weekend. I know Hutch isn't here, but anybody want to just give their team prediction no scores, I'm going Chiefs just because I hate Tom Brady. Uh, Chiefs just because I think they just have the better offense and the NFL is an offensive league, period. Hmm. Chiefs will win. Brother Beavis. I just say, like, so I, f- I found myself in an interesting position after the first week of the playoffs where, like, I had fans of every single team still in the AFC and I didn't like every mm-hmm. single team in the NFC. So in general, I would <laughs> I would pull for the AFC, the Chiefs fans. I, I have a I have a friend who's a Chiefs fan, and I will celebrate with them if the Chiefs win again. But at that point, huh. the Chiefs are becoming a dynasty, which was which was one of the primary reasons to hate the Patriots, which we strongly associate with Tom Brady. Yeah, and so the idea that Patriots. Tom Brady might win mm. separate from Bill mm-hmm. Belichick, who I don't hate, and I've I've come to understand that I hate. Tom Brady less than I hate Aaron Rodgers, so I have mm. I have these conflicted feelings. Yeah. Like I, in general, I root for the the Chiefs, but I I I'm not going to be crushed if Brady wins. I don't know. Yeah, it's all fucked up. I'm not going to watch. I, I, it's I, I don't yeah, care. I I'm so conflicted that I don't care enough that I'm not going to spend the three hours. So fuck them. Yeah, and I'm rooting three, for Bane. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping Bane. Yeah. The, actually, I was rooting for Bane in the <laughs> NFC Championship game to show up and fucking collapse that stadium, nice. but that didn't happen. So yeah, now I'll fuck him. Like... <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, oh damn! starting to play us out again. I'm the producer of this podcast, and I'm signing off. We have a Bane endorsement on the Marvel Hacks, by the way. Uh, so yeah, Brother Beavis, oh, uh, go ahead and sign off since you did that already. Uh, uh, I will see you next week. I was born in darkness. I was born in my head. I can't match that. Yeah, see y'all next week. Yeah. <laughs> sure. We'll see everybody on the other side. Peace, y'all.